Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of Post Game Overtime. I'm Will Collison, joined as always with Brandon Corbiel. Brandon, how are we doing, buddy? All doing really good today. Doing really good. How about you? Doing great. Things are going good. We're off to a we're off to a hot start. I, I hope I don't want to jinx nothing, but I think we got some of our network connectivity problems uh, figured out. So it's yeah, gonna be hopefully. uh it's going to be a um, wild ride, and hopefully we will be able to be there for all of it. I have a yeah. website up checking my internet connection constantly to make sure it doesn't take a big old dump like it did last uh, last two weeks. We were off for a while. We were off for, uh, what was it, one week, two weeks? Um, Yeah, about two weeks. About we're there. But, but I mean, really, in our defense, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. So there's okay. always there's always bullshit we can chat. So, you know, like we said, back two weeks ago, we're going to be more consistent here and uh, hoping to bring you an episode every week, if not more, uh, and hopefully never less. But uh, yeah. we're going to jump right into some UFC action because we got a huge card coming up in front of us, UFC 292. But first, we're going to hit the rewind button. That That's the sound of it rewinding. That That's a rewind sound. We're going to hit the rewind button off to 291, where I got my heart stopped on. And uh, Brandon, I think I owe you a little bit of dubby here, don't I? You do. That you do. So Tony Ferguson, let's just, let's just address the elephant in the room. He did not come through with that big underdog win we were hoping for. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk did. about it. I'm pardon? Someone else came through with a big shut underdog up. win. Shut oh, up. Shut up. I'll get to that. Shut up. I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk much about Tony Ferguson because I am still weeping every night. I'm weeping myself to yeah. sleep. Uh, I wake up crying. I have nightmares. Um, Al Kakuli, I think, uh, I think that may be all she wrote. I think that might I have been Chicago. the that end kind of, of every, the... kind of what everybody wants. Like, I don't know if it's what, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's whatever, like. People want to still see him, you know, going out there banging like he does. But a lot of people are also like, like it's getting tough to watch now. Like he's just getting outclassed over and over. And it's like more, more people are kind of in the mindset of like, walk away now and try to save what little bit you have a face in this current moment type of thing. Yeah, because it really has just come all tumbling down, unfortunately. And yeah. um well, what we were talking, he was on the 12-fight win streak. Now he's on the six-fight skid, seven-fight maybe. Uh, so that was tough to watch for sure. Not a lot of other surprises from the card. Alexander Piera uh, came through with the win. That was a close one, close to say. Very close one. Uh, I, was, uh, I was at a gig that night doing a show. Um, or Actually, I, I, bought, I bought the pay-per-view on my phone. I was watching yeah, it right. on my phone on the drive home. Don't text and drive, but watch some UFC and drive. We do not endorse that message. Um, but at red lights, I was able to catch the final decision, and I let out a little, knowing that the parlay was still alive, just for it to have my heart stomped on or head kicked on just a few moments later. Uh, that yeah. was a fun one. That was a fun one. I watched my probably one of my favorite fighters get head kicked into oblivion while in the Dairy Queen parking lot with my girlfriend. 
um, <laughs> who did not understand why I was sobbing into my blizzard. Um, and she was just like, oh, like, did the guy you like lose? I'm like, leave, leave right now. We're not speaking anymore. <laughs> I need, I need time to be alone. I need time to put on some emo music. Um, just I, getting I need, the feels. I need, yeah, I need my sad boy hours here. Uh, happy for Justin Gaethje though. Um, still, he's one of my favorite fighters as well. That was, that's what was so tough about it. Definitely, the first round was electric. Not exactly the war I think we had all had anticipated. If you had uh, no. asked me if I think it would be finished round two via head kick, I would have laughed yeah. in your face. Yeah. No and, one saw uh, that coming. Look who's laughing now, Brandon Corbiel. So what flavor of W do you want? Uh, beach and peach. Beach and peach. So good. Beach and peach. Live off oh. that stuff. We will, uh, we'll be sure, I'll be sure to send some out your way next time we are in town. I'll give you a little presentation ceremony. Yeah. Um, as, as we're catching us up to distance, uh, on a personal note, a quick shout out to the town of Beaumont, Alberta. I was just there last night uh, headlining the Beaumont International Festival with some stand-up comedy. The crowd was super fun. Uh, it was a really great show. Hopefully, if you... Uh, if you got a card afterwards, shout out to our boy James at Bear Dog Designs. He uh, he came oh, yeah. through with some pretty pretty sexy business cards um, for post game overtime. So if uh, if you're coming over from the show, thank you so much for showing up last night or a few nights ago, depending on when you're listening or when this comes out. Thank you so much for coming out to the show, and thank you so much for following over to the podcast. It's always good to bring in some more yeah. people. Uh, welcome to the PGO family. Um, but yeah, that that fight was a tough one. Sorry, you know, I just wanted to shamelessly plug. Hey, no, yeah, that, uh, that's. Well, I, I wanted to plug. Uh, that's fair. What's what's his what's the social Bear Dog Designs on Instagram? Yeah, or B is it BD? Is it BD Designs? I think it's BDG Designs. We should know this. We should. I'll find it. Um. Um, oh, but, it's it's now just um, Bear Dog Design Co. So Bear Dog Design Co. on uh, on Instagram, and then he's also got a link tree to everything else. So yeah, so definitely shout out to him. Those those cards are looking schmexy. A lot of compliments on those. So shout out to him and uh, a a very good friend of PGO Country. PGO, let's ride, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that was uh, that was great, great to be able to plug in the pod on the road. Always love to do it. It's uh, it's always a big treat for me. Um, always a good time. Always a good time. But that that was in the past. We are moving on to the future. And tonight, hold up, tonight, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold Wait up. a minute. Did you forget about our boy Derek Lewis? You win by the Black Beast, what Derek Lewis. How could I have forgotten? That was just and and the celebration afterwards, getting the pants off right away, doing a couple crotch chops. Oh, it was so good! Like stole the show. I would almost say that was awesome. Honestly, shouted out his wife afterwards, saying he was going to pipe her down good after that performance. Yeah, and and the uh, who who was it again? He was up against. Oh, now I'm blanking on the name. I remember off the top of my head. But he, he like, fucked him up bad. 
like I was reading stuff after and he was saying like he wasn't able to eat for like the next two weeks because his teeth were like loose and whatnot. Oh, like he got that. He got like messed up from that from that knee. That was that was crazy. Like that just shows you like how hard that that knee was right off the bat to like put him where he's his teeth are loose, he can't eat for a couple weeks. Like he got hit hard. Yeah, and well, and the flying knee. When you when you think about Derek Lewis, you don't exactly think flying knee out the gates. Yeah, no. Like that was, oh, it was crazy. But it was, but it was, what a performance by Derek Lewis, though. Truly, just just an outstanding performance. Derek Lewis with abs. I think we might have a, a contender coming up soon with that. Oh, I hope so. He is he is someone you'll want to keep paying attention to moving forward. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward Definitely to the fight already. Oh exactly. I think he he redeemed himself. He was on the last his last fight on his UFC contract. Yeah. Um, so I imagine he'll be re-signed. I think maybe he already has been re-signed, so it'll be good to see him. Ooh, got some indigestion. It'll be good to see him moving forward, sticking in the UFC, keep Plugging away at that heavyweight division, there was a little talk that uh, PFL might try and swoop in and sign him, and I really, I really hope that's not the case. Yeah. Speaking of a little PFL news, did you see? Well, a PFL alum or affiliate, not alum, affiliate, Jake, the problem child, Paul, oh, taking yeah. on um, Mr. Nate Diaz. Uh, what did you think of that fight? Did you see it at all? I, I, I didn't watch any of it honestly i meant to but i just i was away in saskatchewan for the weekend and just a whole lot going on so i i never uh ended up getting around to it i but i, I curious watched to hear it. your your thoughts on it yeah i watched uh some of the highlights uh majority of the fight it was tough right it i nate diaz is not a boxer um yeah. and jake paul is and I think if, if it was in MMA, I think that becomes a very different and very exciting matchup. You know, you saw, I don't know, a lot of people were giving Nate Diaz a lot of credit. Nate Diaz also all obviously had a, you know, not a bad performance, but never did it seem like he landed that many power shots. He, he landed a lot of those pity-pat punches, short, yeah. short in the clinch, short, um, short distance little half punches which i get is his style but with those big gloves it just it didn't really feel like he was pouring it on maybe as much as he should have or could have uh he did yeah. do some hanging out on the ropes um you know what it, it didn't look like and not to not to give him the tony ferguson treatment i think he's getting old as well um yeah he's he's starting to get up there in years and that definitely i think uh does play a factor into some things so oh yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here dana white spoke about the fight giving nate diaz a lot of praise um i did see some memes going around going okay let's end this jake paul ufc bullshit and just send in alex Pereira. just (laughs) send in because alex Pereira would be able to fight at jake paul's weight he's of that weight he could cut the weight he could get to that 185, 190. He's the same height as Jake Paul, I believe. Uh, maybe even an inch taller. Like, now that would be a good fight. Yeah. 
And even yeah, even Pereira yeah. is a kickboxer, not a not a um, not a pure boxer. And I still think that would be a much much different fight. Yeah, than, so, than what we got. Yeah, there there was a fun moment at the end. Nate Diaz throwing up a guillotine choke on Jake Paul <laughs> in the ninth round. Um, oh really? Just, yeah, he, yeah. He just started choking him in the clinch, and then when they got separated, he put his hands up as if he had won the fight. Oh, um, shit. So I think like there, there, it was fun, but it seemed to be a little bit of that trolling, which you know, when you're down, yeah. when you're down seven rounds, when you're down eight rounds, you almost kind of go like, I know that's, I know that's the Diaz style to never give a flying fuck, but to see that, yeah. I felt like it was just, I don't, know, I don't want to use the word lackluster, but. I wonder if maybe we could have gotten more out of that performance. Jake Paul came on yeah. super strong, I think made a really big statement in the first round, but didn't gas out uh, in the later nine rounds. So definitely showed his ability. You know, he's he's getting to that level where you're going to start having to give Jake Paul his credit as a legit boxer. I'll be curious to see how KSI versus Tommy Fury goes and um, what that matchup between... Or if, if there's ever a rematch between Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, I'd be very interested to see how that goes. And if KSI wins, I'd be curious to see if we do end up seeing that Jake Paul KSI fight down the road, which would which yeah. would really be a full circle for YouTuber boxing. Yeah, yeah, that's really kind of what it's all all. Ho- I mean, hopefully, kind of building towards because that's kind of been the, you know, everybody's kind of known that's kind of the end point that it's been building up to for years. So, I mean, you got to imagine, you know, kind of where everything's kind of lining up. It's, it's got to be coming sooner rather than later, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, well, that's dumb. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's my very it, analytical thoughts. If it doesn't, like what I, the fuck have we been waiting for? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all been for nothing. Yeah. But should we focus on the fights tonight the that we got going on? Um, we got a we got a pretty exciting card coming ahead of us here. Um, UFC two nine two. Yes, we do. It's a pretty deep card. Well, maybe not the deepest of deep as some cards go. Um, but we got some notable noticeable people on this card we got chris weidman uh ending Your favorite. Off prelims, my favorite well i'm more Your of a favorite. fan of his leg i'm more <laughs> of a fan of his leg um taking on brad tavares uh tavares is the heavy favorite so it's going to be interesting to see if weidman is going to be able to um i think institute his wrestling within that division or within that fight i think if he's able to get it to the ground if he's able to control the pace um it will be good but He's getting up there in age. And you also got to wonder, is his, what's his, is his leg going to hold up? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Sorry, just unplugged my mic or my headphones. It's interesting to see, you know, I think he did break it a little before, but he's <laughs> oh, yeah, already no, back before while. McGregor. He's already back before McGregor. And yeah. uh, I think he did a whole lot less steroids and cocaine in the healing process. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting Probably to see. a lot less popsicles as well. Yeah, there you go. 3 a.m. A lot less fucking other people's wives in bars in Dublin. Also, also that. 
also so that. They've really taken two different approaches to this healing process. <laughs> Let's do a quick moment of silence for D. Devlin in that marriage. All right, moment's over. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, I am curious to see how Weidman does. I, I mean, if I were, like, I do think Tavares is going to win. But if Weidman can pull out a win, I think that, that would be awesome. If we're, if we're talking underdogs the same way we wanted to do Tony Ferguson, I wouldn't be shocked having Weidman as an underdog. Because I think... No, yeah. I, I, I almost want to take Weidman as an underdog if we're building a parlay. If, if we're building a parlay, given the way I'm kind of looking at all the other fights and who I'd go with, I wouldn't be opposed to having Weidman on there, honestly. Because, he, he, I mean, he is an underdog, so, like, it does help the odds. But also, like, there is a, ch- like, there is a realistic chance that he does win this. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he does have a very good shot here. A hundred percent. First glance, do I think he's going to win? No. But, hey, I'm stupid, so anything can happen, right? Anything gonna happen? Well, and and I think what's gonna happen is is we're either gonna see a heartbreaking KO loss. I think we're either gonna see Brad Tavares just knock him knock him out in the first round. My official prediction is Tavares either gets a big KO in the first round, or Weidman is able to grit it out for three rounds on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But yeah, for, um, for the sake of a parlay, like I've, I've got no issue going with uh, with Weidman. We, we've been hurt before. Weidman is the plus 208 underdog taking on Tavares, the minus 263 favorite. And then jumping on to the main card, we got some big ones coming up here. We got Marlon Vero, Vera versus Pedro Munoz. So that is going to be a uh, contender fight for sure. It'll be very interesting. I think if Marlon Vera wins this one, and Sean O'Malley is able to win his title fight, I think we very well see them have their rematch for the title in the next fight. If, yeah. if it's not against uh, Corey Sanhagen, which I do believe he will be out for a while due to injury. He fought last weekend or two weekends ago and suffered a torn tricep, was able to still pull out the win uh, due to wrestling, but um, did have that torn tricep and... I think he's needing surgery on it. So I, I do believe he'll be out for a while. So the next in line, if Vera can win, that's a pretty darn good matchup for him and O'Malley. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah that, then, that, would be, that would be very, very good. I completely agree. We got, I, I think I'd have to pick Vera in this fight, though. I think Marlon Vera is the better fighter yeah. uh, between those two. I think Pedro Munoz is good. But I think years are catching up to him now, and I uh, I'm gonna have to go with Marlon on this one. Yeah, no, it, it, that that's who I've got put down here. So I'm. I don't have a horse I'm in the race side. for the next one. There we go. I don't have a horse in this race for the next one. We'll just gloss over it. We got uh, Mario Batista taking on Damon Blackshear. Um, I'm gonna just pull up their sure dogs here real quick. Uh, Mario Batista coming in with 12 wins and two losses. Looking like he... I don't really know too much about either of these guys, yeah. to be honest. Like... I'm not... So so he lost to Sanhagen back in 2019. So he's been in the UFC for a while. I think that was his 
uh, UFC debut, and it picked up two wins, then a loss, and then recently has picked up four wins against some game opponents. We got Jay Perrin, Brian Kelleher, who's always a uh, game opponent, picking up that win in 2022. His most recent win comes against uh, Guido Canetti in March 11th of this year. Submission rear naked choke. So it'll be interesting to see. Definitely looks like a submission fighter. His last three out of four wins, or his last three wins coming via rear naked choke, armbar triangle, and rear naked choke. So it does look like he's able to, if he's able to get it to the ground, that's where he likes to finish. All of those wins coming within the first round. Uh, the fourth fight in the first fight of his four fight win streak was a three round decision over Jay Perrin, but a unanimous decision nonetheless. So that'll be interesting. And then Damon Blackshear, nicknamed DeMonster. DeMonster, uh, that's a sick name. With 14 wins, 5 losses, coming on a two-fight win streak with a twister submission, one we rarely see in the UFC. I think there's only a few in history. So that shows, I would say that shows a very high level of submission, grappling, if you're able to pull off a twister in a fight. Uh, before that, won via TKO punches, lost a decision, had a majority draw versus Yusuf Zalal, and then before that was on a... F- Ooh, before that wasn't in the UFC, but was did have a four-fight win streak, three of them coming by submission. So it's going to be interesting. I'm guessing this will be a ground fight, very grappling-heavy. And Mario Bautista is the favorite at a minus 222, taking on the plus 176 underdog, Damon Blackshear. So I, yeah. I think I'm going to stay away from this on the parlay just because I don't have as much of a horse in this race. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this fight, like, I think is is still going to be good, but it's just like, I, I just don't really know enough about either one to be like yeah let's kind of throw them on on something as like big as the pgo parlay you know that's just, it's too big to take chances man exactly. we only take chances on someone like tony ferguson yeah or chris weidman or chris weidman um the next fight on the card is a big one the fast rising prospect ian gary ian the future gary taking that nickname from macy barber no um, right, is Not that allowed. Macy Barber? No, Macy Barber is, yeah, she, yeah, isn't no, she the future? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's the future. Well, she is the future. Step aside, Macy. She Ian Gary's here to play. Nah, um, honestly, let's be real. Ian Gary's gonna win, though. Yeah, so he's 12 like, and 0, um, taking on the UFC vet Neil Magny, 28 and 10. Uh, Magny coming off a win against Philip Rowe, but before that, a loss to Gilbert Burns. The thing to remember about this fight, though, that I think is going to make it a little more interesting is that um, this was a last-second fight replacement. So before that, Ian Gary was supposed to be fighting, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff Neal. Yeah. So um, It's going to be interesting to see how that affects... Um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, cause, yeah that was, I, this was one of the two that was switched up kind of last second. So. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, like we got to go with Gary, though, right? Oh, I think I lost him. Hello. And we're back, folks. Uh, maybe we can oh. cut out that little that little blip. There, there you go. You're back. Where did um, you go? Yeah. Oh, just just the same old internet connection issues we've always been plagued with. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll cut that out a little bit. But I think to pick up where you were saying, uh, this was a last minute change on eight days' notice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It was this one in the Bautista fight were the ones that were were kind of near the end kind of switch up so so i mean it it kind of you know makes you wonder like hey you know these guys now are kind of preparing for a certain fight and it switched up you know if they kind of just stick on the path they run or if they you know kind of try to make some last second changes and plan for a different way but i think you still got to go with uh with ian gary on this one like it's pretty oh, yeah. i pretty i think easy ian gary is uh yeah, and he's a heavy favorite going into this one. I believe a minus 500 favorite. Uh, Neil Magny being the plus 363 underdog. So I think that's a bit of a no-brainer. Going into more no-brainers, we got Amanda Lemos taking on Zhang Wei Li. Uh, Going to yeah. be a good fight for sure, but I just... Zhang Wei Li is one of those fighters I don't think I can ever bring myself to bet against. Yeah, no. Especially no. when you think... Um, I'm, I'm right with you. Even even if it was a fluke loss, Amanda Lemos three fights ago did lose to um, Jessica Andrade, who was beat quite quickly and quite definitively by Zhang Weili. And then you have her last two fights were against Michelle Waterson, who's an amazing fighter, but I don't think on that championship level. And then a third round TKO victory against Marina Rodriguez. Yeah. So I do believe um you do believe Oh, I could ask him again. He'll come back. Um well while we're waiting for that, let's just do some plugs. So, if you are a fan of the post game overtime podcast, I'm going to give you all of our socials so you can interact with us and get to know us a little bit better. So if you want to interact with the PGO team, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at PGO Show. You can also find us over on Twitter or X, as it is now called, at PG Overtime. Or if you want over on YouTube, you can find us there at Post Game Overtime, Post Game One Word. And on any of those socials, we do have a delicious, tasty little link tree there at the bottom. You can click that there on any of them. It'll bring up all of our socials. So you only need to look up one to find all of them. And at the very top, there is also, I think I heard Will came back. Will, what's at the top of our link tree there? Would it be who our partner is? You know it. So today's partner... um... They'll get you moving faster than my internet speeds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dubby Energy, we are happy to be partnered with them for yet again another episode. Dubby Energy is the energy 
formula that provides the jitter-free boost you need without the crash, you don't. If you hop over to our link tree and click the W link so they know we sent you and use code PGO at checkout. That's right. Three simple letters gets you 10% off at checkout code PGO. That gets you 10% off your entire order. Once again, that is PGO at checkout at at W.com. And you can click the link in our bio to get there so they know we sent you. Uh, thank you for sick plugs uh, while I was out yeah. once again. Uh, I was just looking up Marina Rodriguez and my computer decided to go, oh, that's way too much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Marina Rodriguez is coming off of two losses. Her not most recent loss, but the loss before that was to Amanda Lamo. So I think it's a bit of a clear-cut win, in my opinion, for Zhang Weili in that one. Yeah. And that brings us in to the main event the big one Aljamain Funk Master Sterling taking on Sugar Sean O'Malley ladies and gentlemen this is going to be an electric fight we got Fruit Loops hair taking on the wrestler from New Jersey or out of New Jersey I believe um, I think all of his pictures he has he's from all from New York Cortland New York so okay. The fight is taking place in Boston. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Now, Sean's last uh, last fight was the split decision win against Piotr Jan. Uh, before that, was that, back to November or October November. last year. October, Hasn't sorry, in a while. But definitely, but you know he's going to come in hungry. Exactly, and and ready I to feast. He is someone that always trains, so I don't think ring rust. I don't think it's been long enough for Ring Rust to be an issue, and I don't believe it will be an issue. So I'm going to be very excited to see how this fight card turns out. It's going to be tough, man. I think we've seen Aljamain's wrestling. We've seen his ability to, you know, take down Henry Cejudo, uh, an Olympic wrestler, take down others. You know, he was able to, before he had the belt, he was able to choke out Corey Sanhagen early in the first round of their fight for the title contention. So. It's going to be an electric fight, I think. It's all going to be about location. Send location. If yeah. O'Malley's able to keep it on the feet, I think all day long it is O'Malley's fight. I think if it goes to the ground, I don't think O'Malley has a chance. I don't. Yeah, you know, I think the question is, is O'Malley able to go to the ground and keep it there without getting um, submitted? Because I think that will be the big question. If he's able to kind of stave off the ground attacks if he gets taken down in the fight. That is going to be the difference maker versus, you know, if, he's, if he unfortunately gives up his back quickly, I think that's going to be game over fast. Now, what he doesn't talk about is O'Malley does no jujitsu. He has done submission grappling events before. He's not a, don't believe he's a black belt, but he is. I do think he grapples. I do think he grapples, and he hasn't been talking about it much, but he would be dumb to have not worked a lot of wrestling in his fight camp, and he's known he's been needing to fight Aldo for a while, if not Cejudo, like, for the past year since his last fight, I think he's been drilling, drilling, drilling groundwork, and I'm very curious to see, he hasn't been talking much about it, but I'm curious to see if we do see a new O'Malley, not one that's maybe able to be throwing up these crazy submissions from the ground, 
but one that has a newer ability to stuff takedowns to keep that fight on his feet. Yeah. What What is your official prediction going into this one? I mean, it, I mean, it's like you said. Like it, it really kind of, you know, the whole fight comes down to a couple different variables. But I'm I'm going with O'Malley just because I think, you know, I I think he's kind of known since he beat Jan back. I mean, as long as it go it was back in October last year, he kind of knew he was going to be getting this this opportunity. And so I think it's kind of, I mean, this is his uh, first fight since then. So he's had a lot of time to kind of prepare for it. He knows what he's getting into. Um, and, and I mean, he's just so exciting and fun to watch. Like, I think he's just going to come out banging and he's going to look to to really make a statement here and, you know, kind of leave it all out there. So I'm I'm going with O'Malley for this one. But I, I mean, if Sterling wins, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Yeah, I... Uh... I think the 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 cheeky guy in me is, has to go with O'Malley as well. Yeah, it would it would for the division to see him uh, on top as a champ. I think that would bring. Sorry, you kind of um, you. I kind of heard like every like second word you said. Do you want to just repeat that? Yeah, no, I was just saying, I think he is able to come champ. I think it would be a, a unique championship energy that other fighters, I don't know, can possibly bring to the table. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. No, no, you're good. No, no, I, I got all that. And no, I can, I completely agree with you. With you there that like that, that it, it honestly would just be really great to see. Um, yeah, I think he would just bring... He he would just bring a different level of energy and excitement to his fights. Um, so like I'm I'm hoping and praying that he wins. But like like I said, if if Sterling gets the win, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I, but I'm I'm just looking really forward to this fight. I think it's gonna be a really good one here. Mm-hmm. So let's lock in this PGO parlay. We got the underdog Chris Weidman, the favorite Marlon Vera, Ian Gary, the heavy favorite, Zhang Weili, a heavy favorite. And another Sean O'Malley. That's right, folks. We're taking two underdogs on this card. That's crazy. Call us bold, but don't call us late to dinner. Yeah. Boom. I've locked it in. No going back now. Hey, we're on we're on the same side this year. Or for this one, not year. Shit. But you know what I mean. We're on, for this card, we're on the same side. We're not we're not going head to head. We're not battling it out. We're together. We're together as one. Um, yeah, so that's kind of wrapping up our, our parlay here. Um, by the time this episode comes out, unfortunately, the fights will already be done. So, I mean, if, if anybody um, is telepathic, uh, they can hop in on the parlay here. Odds are probably won't hit. We kind of know that. Um, but hey, maybe this is one of the ones that does. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of our, our wrap-up coverage here for uh, UFC 292 taking place tonight. Going to be a great uh, card. Hopefully all of you are going to be watching because this is one you won't want to miss.
And I think that that kind of wraps it up. Uh, I don't know if Will's back here. Yeah, there you go. So I think we've lost one here. Um, we really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to kind of take a quick browse here. I can say whatever I want. I got to stand here. Um, for clown news, I don't believe we've really got much. Everybody's being kind of tame right now. It is off-season for a lot of sports. Um, so I'm just kind of doing a quick rapid fire here to see if I can find anything of notable clown news. Um, ah, yes, I knew I had one. I knew I had one. So I do have one, one clown news. Um, I don't have Will here anymore. It is just me rocking the, we're driving the boat here. Um, so just really the only kind of little bit of clown news I got, um, Recently, just in the last couple of days, uh, Russian police confiscated a gun um, from Rangers forward Artemi Panarin um, for shooting the gun in a place he was not um, allowed to. Don't really, we didn't really get the full details of it. Um, Baron, come on, like, what, what, what are you doing, man? You're, you're firing off a gun in in there that you're clearly not supposed to. Uh, I, there's nothing that really says where he did it. I'm not sure exactly the location of where this took place. But come on, man. Like, what? You don't got to be firing a gun off in, in a place you don't need to be. And now dealing with fines and you lost your gun. So um, that's that's a tough look for Artemi Panarin there. So I will throw him on the clown report. Oh, I think you I know, see we're back. Way to, way, to carry, way to carry the boats here. Yeah, I know, dude. My, my my back is sore. My back is hurting. So I hope you got I some know. clown news. I know. Speaking of clowns, tell us internet once again, you dumb fucks. Clown yeah. report. Tell us internet. Make a system that fucking works, you idiots. So so I don't even use tell us internet. Too much for your fucking five G, you fucking clowns. I I'm tried sick to get shit. I tried to get Telus internet, but they wouldn't answer any of my calls, so I I, I didn't go with them. They literally well, wouldn't, they wouldn't respond your, to me. Do you know why they couldn't answer your calls? Why? Because their own service probably won't fucking connect. Honestly, probably. Those fucking idiots. That is a very realistic possibility. You know, I'll probably Please. disconnect again just by looking this up. CEO <laughs> of Telus. Yeah, I'll probably disconnect just for using the goddamn internet. You very Darren well, Mike. End whistle. Darren Endwhistle. Endwhistle sounds like slang for my fucking cock. <laughs> she played the Endwhistle last night. Pulled down my pants, gave me a little Endwhistle. <laughs> but he looks like a fucking knob, too. He looks like one of the... If you Googled racist-looking CEO, <laughs> if you looked up pedophile white man, Darren Endwhistle is what would show up in the dictionary, allegedly. Holy shit. You fucking knob. On the board of directors. What do you direct? Your shitty internet? <laughs> Holy shit. You probably allegedly potentially fuck kids. <laughs> Holy shit. You ugly bastard. Make a system that man, fucking works. I'm saying allegedly, and this is comedy. If you want to sue me for your <laughs> fucking slander, I'll sue you for your fucking goddamn shit internet, you dumb fuck. Let's read his bio. Let's let's read let's read Darren Entwistle's bio. Well, we're gonna go through their whole. Let's go through their whole uh, board of directors here. Let's go through their whole. Oh, who do we want to start with? Let's go. Let's go, Doug. Let's go, Doug. 
Let's look at Doug's bio. First off, Doug French. What is that fucking hairdo fucking porcupine look you got on your head, you bloated fuck? Lay off the cheeseburgers and maybe spend some more time on the treadmill. I would say Peloton, but it wouldn't connect to the internet if it uses your shitty service. And we're disconnected once again. No, no, I'm, I'm just letting you, letting okay. you do your thing. Okay, no, on, to you Tony, on to Tony Garen. Tony Garen, the executive vice president and chief operations officer. He leads customer technology excellence. Well, what's excellent about it, Tony? I'll tell you right now, as a customer, this technology is not excellent. Do a better job. Do a better job. You're the only one on this board that doesn't look like a total fat fuck. That's a dumbass pocket square you got going. That nicely quaffed hair. Maybe if you spent less time in the salon and more time not pumping out a dog shit product. And also put a tie on and button up another shirt for that collar. Okay, we don't need to see that ugly old ass chest, you bloated fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. All white shits here. All white shits. Alright, let's let's get into Darren Entwistle's bio. Darren Entwistle, president and CEO, the dumb shit himself. At least he was bothered to wear a tie, unlike Tony, Mr. Cool Beans over there, eh? Darren's looking a little more professional when he's coming over to my house to just fuck me. It's not like I'm paying for this goddamn 5G, you ugly piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> yeah, all Canadian wireless carriers for three years. They ranked highest in the JD Power Wireless Customer Care Satisfaction. Who is satisfied? Because I'll tell you right now, I sure as shit ain't. The world-leading culture yeah. within TELUS empowers team members. Yeah, it doesn't empower them to do anything on that goddamn shit-ass internet you guys pump out, you ugly fucks. All of their wives probably cheat on them, and they deserve it. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> You're on a heater. You're feeling yeah, it. Yeah, I'm on a heater. Yeah, I'm on a heater. This is the third week in a row we haven't been able to pump out a proper uninterrupted episode. And I even, I even blamed my computer. I haven't I haven't blamed the good people down at uh Asus. I don't even know how to pronounce the Asus, the computer company. I even blamed them. I went down to the computer shop. I had them do some diagnostics. They say, no, it's looking lickety split. They even connected me to their internet there. And I was getting blistering speeds. I was getting I was like, oh my god, this internet's so fast, I don't even know how to handle it. Who's your carrier? They're like everyone but TELUS. And I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Those dumb shits. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right, I'm right on board with you. For legal purposes, they're probably not pedophiles. Yeah, but, but I'm saying probably. Hey, you know what? Do do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um. Yeah, well, that was a uh, that was a journey. Um, I don't end do whistle. Tell us, <laughs> did you have any any other clowns really? Or are we? Nope. Just tell us. All? Yeah. Well, tell us you are. Honestly, fuck it. We can say whatever we want. Tell us you are our twenty twenty three clowns of the year. You have taken the reins away from Antonio Brown, and it is now you as our clown of the year. There's no going back, no redoing it. We said what we said. 
Yeah, and that's I actually, honestly the biggest blow to them of all. Being the clown of the year. Might as, might as well just fold right there. Yeah, I could barely hear you, though, because you're talking to me over this goddamn TELUS internet. But I got the gist of what you're saying. You know, I hear that their, uh, their board of directors is next in line to fuck Adam-22's wife. Well, is it everyone? Yeah, they proved they're good at it because they've been fucking this podcast so far. Yeah, they've really bent us so over. So they, they might as well move on to someone that wants to be fucked. <laughs> um, oh, and, and boy, did, yeah. Actually, I'm not going to dive into that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'll draw the line there and not say that. I'll bite my tongue. It's just no tells. We could have buried you, but Brandon's biting his tongue. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up that episode here, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for sticking through. We're going to hopefully have some things figured out by next week, and we're probably going to send this audio file to tell us. Um, should, we just send, should we send this episode to tell us? Yeah. I think we should. But yeah, um, thanks to everybody for listening. Drink Dubby. Um, so I gotta say, like, comment, subscribe, recommend this podcast to a friend, and uh, if you're getting an internet provider, run as far away from Telus as humanly possible. Boom! Thank you, for, folks, uh, for listening. On that, and have a great day.